back to our study of God's Word. We are close to Thanksgiving, and because of that, it's important that we really take time to give thanks and praise to God. And so I want to talk to you today about how to say thanks. In Colossians chapter 4, in verses 15 through 17, the Apostle Paul writes under divine inspiration, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. In these verses, Paul talks about how we can give thanks, how we can thank the Lord, and how we can express our gratitude to him. And that should be the everyday practice of the believer. I seek every morning when my wife and I have our prayer time, we seek to say thanks to the Lord. And oftentimes we, we thank him and say, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad it and thank him for his blessings and his provisions. Complaining and such attitudes as griping are a form of ingratitude, and they're really an insult to God. Paul was a man of thanksgiving. He, he in this little book of Colossians, lets it vibrate with the music of praise seven times in four short chapters. He encourages us to, thank, to say thanks. He wore the garment of praise as his everyday apparel. And in spite of all the troubles he went through, and in spite of the fact he was in prison when he wrote this letter, he talks about how to say thanks. First of all, he says, say thanks with your attitude. In Colossians 3.15, he says, and always be thankful. See, attitude is the starting point for, for a life of, of gratitude. The key word is always. Paul demonstrated that when he and Silas were in jail in Philippi at midnight and they had been beaten and their backs were bleeding and they were in terrible pain and it was a dirty, filthy old jail, they began to sing praises to God and everybody heard them. That was what they were doing. They were developing an attitude. They were declaring an attitude. The, the psalmist said in Psalm 119.62, at midnight... I rise to give you thanks. You see, attitude is a settled conclusion and a mindset that we develop. So we choose to develop this attitude of gratitude. And every day we can complain or be thankful. Every day we can rejoice in the Lord's goodness or we can look at the bad things that are going on. Many people have a sense of entitlement today that they're owed something. But it isn't so. Everything that we have is a gift from God, and we need to tell him thanks for every good and every perfect gift comes down from, a God, from above, from God who is the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor turning, says the scripture. So how do I develop this attitude? He goes on to say in Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. If we allow God's peace to be the arbiter, the umpire in our hearts, when there's a conflict of motives or an emphasis uh, on something that we have to make a choice, 
and we don't know exactly what to do, then that's when the peace of God becomes our arbiter, that becomes our umpire, becomes our decision maker. See, if I can't get God's peace about it, if I can't know that he is leading me for sure and, and I can have the peace of his presence and power, then I should not make that decision to do a certain thing or go a certain way or, or move to a certain place or whatever it is. He says, let the peace of God be the deciding vote in our struggles. And as we develop this attitude of gratitude, then we can have that. You see, this deep tranquility he's talking about here is in the midst of problems. My peace I give to you, he said, not as the world gives I unto you. If I choose to let Jesus rule my life, his peace controls me, and it's much easier to be full of thanksgiving and gratitude. Also, we can say, say thanks with our songs. Sing psalms, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Praise singing is the atmosphere of gratitude. See, when believers have an attitude of gratitude, they express it. They let it be known. They let it come out. And one of the most prominent ways we do that is through singing praises to God. And that distinguishes us from others, this gratitude and this thanksgiving that pours from our mouths in song. Psalm 28, 7 says, My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to God in song. Psalm 95 says, Come, let us sing for, the, for joy to the Lord. Let us come before him with thanksgiving. Psalm 100 tells us, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Thanksgiving and praise is really the language of the, of the child of God. That's really what, what we do. We, we have this attitude of gratitude, and it comes out in our songs. It comes out in our singing. If all you sing is the songs around you, the songs of the world, the, the songs of people without Christ, you don't know really anything about what it means to praise because praise is when you sing songs to the Lord. That's why I'm so glad at our church that most of our songs are songs to the Lord. Uh, every once in a while we'll sing what I call a fellowship song, which is okay, fine, where we're kind of singing to each other. But most of the times our songs are prayers, are, are their praise, are there some type of response to the Lord where we're singing to him. And a, a lot of people say, well, you know, I really can't sing. I don't have a good voice. I can't carry a tune. My voice is terrible. Well, it's, it's interesting how the scripture talks about singing. It does not talk about singing in terms of the beauty of the voice of the singer. It talks about how God enjoys us singing, how he relishes our singing praises to him. It never says, God says, oh, what a beautiful voice. That really touches me. It never says that God responds by saying, oh, the, your harmony was so great. That was wonderful. But how do we develop this, this atmosphere of praise to the Lord? That's why the scripture says here, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. God's word must be in our hearts or it's not going to come out of our mouths. If we know God's word, if we study God's word, if we memorize God's word, then it will come out even in our songs. And this word of Christ in itself will manifest that. To dwell means to settle down and be at home. If we let God's word settle down and be at home in us, then we will be able to sing in a way that pleases him. 
joyful noise, the Bible says, is made unto the Lord. It doesn't have to be the songs of those who are gifted to sing. It's the song of all believers. And we'll continue that tomorrow. I hope that today you'll just say thanks a lot.